0: I'd like to sing half that good, wouldn't you? Very good. Play something half that good. I've known what to talk about today for about two months, which is unusual for me. And I've shared this story before when I came back from Africa, but I want to share with, with it with you again to let you know why we're talking about what we're talking about today. So we are in the Muskeri village up by the Kenyan border in Uganda and it's a day of celebration and there are 50 full-time workers now with Elizabeth's voice there's 25 volunteers I mean uh, part-time workers and all their families and no telling how many children and five years ago uh, they were the poorest of the poor They had difficulty finding food. There was no jobs. There was no income. The kids did not go to school. And so I'm sitting watching the dancing. I'm observing all the food that's there. I'm taking inventory of the joy, the victory, just the presence of something that you just can't explain any other way than the presence of the Lord. And in the midst of all that, I'm sitting there watching all these festivities taking place and, and I'm just thinking about what, what, my goodness, what God has done. And I was thinking, I would love to bottle this up and take it home because you just can't describe it accurately. You can't, I can't show a video and make you really see what was going on and what's happened, those kind of things. Very difficult to communicate. But as I'm observing all that, I just said to the lord lord please help me remember what's really important here and 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 be able to this is a life-changing moment this this is an important marker for me this is an important thing for for our family for our church family this is we have been working at this for five years and and amy certainly has been pouring her heart into that for five long years been some difficult times what what do i take home for this and i heard just as crystal clear as I'm talking to you today, in my own voice, I heard these words. Jesus is alive. Jesus loves us. And Jesus still works miracles. And I I can't describe the feeling, the emotion that I had inside. It was excitement. It was peace. It was joy. It was celebration. It was shouting. It was just an overwhelming sense of, holy cow, Jesus is alive. Jesus loves us, and Jesus still works miracles. So on this Easter Sunday, 2022, my prayer for you today and what I'm going to try to speak to today is what I believe what the Lord wants you to encounter today, either for the first time or for the umpteenth time, Maybe for a time of renewal, a time of celebration, maybe a deepening of faith, maybe an experience that perhaps you haven't had in a while, that you would leave today with the full assurance and the full awareness that Jesus is alive, that Jesus loves us, and Jesus still works miracles. So how do we get there? How do we know that Jesus is alive? How do we get to the place where we accept that Jesus loves us? How do we get to the place where we know that Jesus still works miracles? I'm going to ask you to pray for a miracle today. I, was, I received a message today that a four-year-old child was backed over by his dad's lawnmower, riding lawnmower, and he's in bad shape, and they've got his side tomorrow. what to do with his leg. Jesus still works miracles, so pray for that little four-year-old boy how does one know that jesus is alive in them well first of all it requires belief and you see belief leads to experience we believe in jesus and then we experience him and as we experience him the belief deepens that's the way it works there's no shortcuts, there's no fancy slogans, there's no magic words, there's no formulas that make that happen. It's just simply, we believe that Jesus is the Lord, we believe that he's alive, we believe that he loves us, we believe he still works miracles, we believe that, and believing that, we experience that. We experience that every single day, we experience that we live, we experience answers to prayer, we experience his comfort, we experience his presence, and then as we experience that, then we believe deeper. We believe wider. We believe higher. Our, our belief grows and it develops. And that's what needs to happen. But here are some things to consider on the question. How do I know that Jesus is alive? How do I know that he loves us? And how do I know that he still works miracles? How can I leave today that this Easter be a good Easter for us? a life-changing Easter, a different Easter, just not going to church, just not going doing the family thing, which all that's good and great and we celebrate with you, but that it would be a life-changing encounter. How does that happen? Well, here's some things to think about. There is a process. It's a transition from maybe, maybe, I went from never thinking about God. I went from never knowing what it was all about. Never considering, never asking any questions. Some friends of mine shared with me the gospel when I was 15. And after that very night of them sitting down and sharing the gospel with me, all of a sudden in my life, things began to change. Now, I was a wreck. I was troubled. I was just a knucklehead. But, but, but it began, the process, the transition began. And, and I went from... Well, maybe. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe it's real. Maybe that there is actually a God up there that loves us and has a plan for me, like they said he did. And it went from maybe, and after a few months go by, that maybe turned into, I would love for it to be true. I went from maybe to maybe, man, Maybe nothing. I hope it's true. I would like for it to be true. And and today I know that was the work of the Holy Spirit in me. He was speaking to me. He was helping me along the way. And so I went from maybe to I hope it's true. And then I went to this, By George, I do believe it's true. And 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 I'm going to believe at some point. And I didn't know exactly how to jump off that cliff at that point. But as time went on, they helped me to believe. And something very interesting happened when I began when I believed in Jesus. When when I realized somehow or another, in just the, the simplest of way, in the most elementary of way, that I believe that Jesus died on a cross for me. At that point that I received Christ, I believed in him, I began to experience what Romans 8:16 says. Listen to this: Romans 8:16. The Spirit Himself. Now, the Spirit is big S. That's God. The Spirit Himself bears witness now that word bear mean is, it's like you know that branch of that peach tree bears the weight of the fruit it holds it up right and so the role of the holy spirit is to hold up the witness for us and so inside you inside me after we believe this is what happens The Spirit himself bears with our spirit, and notice that's little s. That little s impacts us, takes over in us. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Here's how I understand that. Inside of all of us, inside our spiritual anatomy, we have a knower, K-N-O-W-E-R, a knower we got a knower in us i'm not sure exactly where that knower is it seems to me that my knower is somewhere in here because when i feel deeply god speaking to me boy it just seems to just grab me right here there's a warming sensation there's a feeling there's just a knowledge there's just an awareness there's just an understanding that god is god that jesus christ is lord of all and that knower And his spirit speaks with my spirit in my knower that we are children of God. And so, frankly, belief gives us experience, and that experience deepens belief. In the Christian life, you just come to the place that you just know. Can I explain that? No. Can I tell you how that happens? No. I can explain my testimony, I can explain my experience with it, but all I can say is there comes a time in your life after you believed that somehow or another you just know, I just know, I know God is real, I know God is the creator, I know Jesus died on the cross for my sins, how do I know that? I just know, I feel his presence, I hear his voice, he, he, he just gives me a peace, he gives me a joy. I know the difference when I'm not in in walking in a good walk with the Lord. And when I am, I can just tell the difference. It's a different how I think. There's a transformation that takes place in my life. I just know. I just know. And so one of the ways that you know that Jesus is alive in you is you just know. And the weight of that witness to help you to know is the work of the Holy Spirit in you. Something else that happens when we believe and we begin to experience. There's a newness that just overwhelms us. There's a newness that just comes over us. There's a newness that just seems to saturate people. And and this newness is happening all over the world today. It's an amazing thing. It happened 100 years ago. It happened 500 years ago. It happened 1,000 years ago. And it's happening today. All across the world, people are experiencing a newness. A newness. Romans 6, 4 says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Newness. That's a neat word, isn't it? need to get that to our walking around vocabulary. How you doing today? Walking in the newness of life. Got the newness happening. Well, what is this newness? Well, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone believes that Jesus is alive, if anyone knows that Jesus Christ loves us, if anyone has the awareness that Jesus still works miracles today, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Newness. It says, The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. The old life is gone, the new life takes over. Transition happens. Newness newness new thoughts new ideas new passions new new ways of living a newness it's just not the same now we're not talking about perfection not talking about perfection one bit so so don't believe that lie that may be being spoken today to you it's not you can't be perfect so this isn't for you No, no 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 you can be perfect in God's eyes you can experience newness but yeah, we can't, none of us ever going to be different, but we can definitely be new creations, and we can definitely experience newness. You see, it's not holy perfection, but it's direction. It's direction. We become more and more like Jesus. So there's a newness. Have you experienced a newness? You believe in Jesus, you experience, your experience deepens your belief, and, and you just know that you've had some newness happen. They're just a new way of living, a new way of thinking. You're not the same person you used to be. That's the work of God in you. That's a miracle, by the way. There is a transition that goes, that takes place in this process, in this transformation that happens in us, that we, we change from living for ourselves to living for Christ. Second Corinthians 5, verses 14 and 15 says this, For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? You've experienced that, haven't you? You, have, you who have believed You that have experienced the Lord, you have discovered to to some degree, you have changed from living for yourself to living for Him who died for you. You probably can't explain it. Probably, you know, every now and then you sit around and say, I can't believe I'm doing that now. I I can't believe that that I'm willing to give my time like that. I, I can't believe that I'm handling my money different now that I have believed in Jesus. I can't believe that my thought life is changing like that and that, that I am getting to the point to where I live less for myself than I used to. And that's what happens when we believe and we experience him. We understand that Jesus is alive and he comes alive. We become a new creation. We no longer live for ourselves. We live for him. And one of the ways that you can know that Jesus truly is alive is when you begin to experience that there's something about crazy Jesus people Jesus' people will do things for Jesus that they wouldn't do for any amount of money. A few of us, a few years ago, went down to help people clean out their houses in Oanago, Mexico, after the Rio Grande flooded. And I mean to tell you, the sewer was everywhere. The mud was everywhere. And we took power washers into those homes, and, and we would, with, without a mask, without hazmat suits, just us in that power washer i would go in and i learned the very first thing i needed to do is to take that power washer and put it down the commode and spray it up good and these weren't commodes like that it's pretty much just a hole in the ground and until you give a good dosage of that you can't get it clean and get all that sewer out of the house and i'm in there and i'm just going I know there's all kinds of disease going all over me right now. And I'm spraying that stuff down and stuff's coming off the walls and it's coming down on my head. And and every one of us is the same way. We're just covered in that stuff. And and the thought came to me, it is amazing. I wouldn't do this for a million dollars a year. There's no way. I wouldn't do this for 500,000 a year. I wouldn't do this for 250 a year. I'm not doing it. 200 I might. I might. Oh. And I'm just spraying this stuff and going, isn't it interesting that we will do for Jesus that we wouldn't do for any amount of money? How do you explain that? How do you explain that? Kevin Elder's not here. His mom died last week, and he's up in Tennessee for, Kevin, F-18 pilot, has had like 2,000 aircraft landing carrier on that F-18 panel. He had some, he's had some bad back surgeries. And, and I mean, it's, it's hard. He's had, he's had several surgeries. He's got some kind of painkiller in his back thing, kind of machine. that. And, I mean, he's medicated up most of the time. He won't give you any of the medications, so don't drive. I've tried. And... We have he is set by me, which is really a feat in itself. Sitting by me in economy, going across the ocean at fifteen hours a time to go to Cambodia, and and we have done it ten times. I don't know, maybe fifteen times by now. We've done a lot, and he sits right by me, and it's rough on him, and I'm squeezed in there, and you know, and and he hurts. He hurts and and we get out of the van the 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 beds at that little hotel we stay at I don't know why they have mattresses just pour concrete in the in the bed it's hard man I mean I don't know how you make a mattress that hard but it's hard and it's hard on his back and so the van ride is hard the plane ride is hard the sleeping is hard he he can't get comfortable it's it's not like he's used to and, and I, 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 just, I just smile, and I just go, Kevin wouldn't do this for the Marine Corps. He wouldn't do this for any amount of money. But for Jesus, he'll do that. That's what God does in us. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 says. Have you experienced that? You see, one of the ways that you know that Jesus is alive in you is that you grow into the time when you're willing to do things for Jesus that you wouldn't do for any amount of money. You're willing to do for him. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's his spirit communicating with our spirit that we're God's children. And then there's a transformation of the spiritual life that overwhelms the conforming of the world. You become less You fit in less here in Christ. One way you know that Jesus is alive in you is that you just don't fit in in this world like you used to. You're at work and you hear people talk about their weekend and talk about things they're doing and their spirit and their attitude and, and, and how they're handling conflicts and all going on. And you just take it all in and go, man, I used to be like that no longer. I don't want to go back there because you've, you've stopped conforming to the things of this world. You've been transformed. Romans 12 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. So the conforming stops and the transforming begins. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Yep, somehow or another that conforming stops and the transforming begins. That's how you know that Jesus is alive in you. Then there's something else that may be the most important one. How do you know that Jesus is alive in you? How do you know that that He loves us and He works miracles? How do you know that He is the King of kings, Lord of lords? How do you know He's the one? How do you know that He's the Savior of the world? You know, today, there's a real movement going on and, and and some real smart guy somewhere is has written a book and and he's getting some leverage and some and, and some traction in this idea. He says, the worst thing that's ever happened in this world is people believe there's only one God. He said, everyone in the world would be so much happier, and there would be so much more uh, uh, peace, and humanity would be in such a better place. If if it wasn't one God, and when I hear that, I go, "Oh yeah, but my one God is the God, right?" And I go, you know, He's the Lord because I have experienced overflowing love. Now, only Susan knew me before. It's amazing. That I love. He just is. He just is. It's amazing that I love. I didn't love. I didn't know to love. I didn't know how to love. I didn't know what love was all about. I didn't know how it worked. But I believed in Jesus and I began to experience him. And one of the things that I began to experience is a love that overflows. Now, I'm like a mesquite tree, okay? If you were to ask me, Lee, what tree in the world do you most identify with? It's the mesquite tree. Not much to look at, but beautiful in its own way. <laughs> a little rough around the edges. The bark's a little rough. It's got thorns. If you get stuck with the thorns... Your finger can fall off. It'll infect you. You got to be careful of those thorns. The mesquite tree is pretty much a nuisance. It'll drink all the water. Yep, I'll drink all the water. But man, when Easter comes around, the mesquite tree knows when to bloom. Don't plant to you and see the tree. We drive in a day, so all those beautiful mesquite trees over here on the left. This morning I looked out at my beautiful mesquite tree and I go, ah, now I've got, a, I've got one of them Chinese pistachio trees. I've got two big old beautiful oak trees. When I get up in the morning and I go out to my little seat and I look across there, I don't look at those two big oak trees. I don't look at that Chinese pistachio. Tysh has been planting me a Mexican plum tree. It's, it's going to be pretty. It's gonna... I look to the mesquite tree. To me, the mesquite tree is a stud of all trees. But most people just want to bulldoze them down and cut them up, use them for firewood, barbecue. But I love that mesquite tree. I'm like a mesquite tree. The red oak tree is a loving tree. The box elder is a loving tree. It looks so magnificent out there, doesn't it? So... Got such a nice little umbrella and a cover and a canopy, they call it. Not the mesquite tree. The mesquite tree puts on a $5,000 suit. It looks like it's broken. That's me. But love overflows. I'm learning to love. I'm not there yet. But man, sometimes I just have so much love I can't contain it. How in the world did it happen? First John 4, 7 and 8 says... Beloved, let us love one another, the most beautiful thing in all the world. Brethren, people of the Lord, Jesus' people, let us love one another, for love is from God. Love is from God. Love is not from us. Love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. I get to love now. I get to love. Sometimes I suppress love. But when I turn loose to love, I get to love because I've been born of God and I know God. Do you have love that overflows? Now for us fellas, you know, it makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel kind of sissy-like sometimes. But, but, but let that love flow. Love your wife. Love your children. Love your mother-in-law. Love everybody around. Love people. Let that love flow. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. You see, one of the ways you know that Jesus is alive in you is you love. And you look at your life and you go, no question, I love more today than did last year. Easter 2021 didn't love much, but Easter 2022, love more. That's a result of the Lord. That's a, that's a result of Jesus who is alive, living in. In you. Is Jesus alive in you? Jesus is alive. Jesus loves us. And Jesus still works miracles. Is he alive in you? If you have not been touched by our Lord. This morning, if you will just believe with all the belief you have. The belief that you didn't manufacture. A belief that came from the Lord Jesus. And if you'll just believe, you'll be born again. If it's been a while since, you've considered spiritual things. You had an encounter with the Lord Jesus somewhere back. You became one of his followers, one of his children. And matter of fact, you remember when the Holy Spirit bore witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. That's a renewal that the Lord is working at right now. He's speaking to you. So whatever the Lord's doing, deepen in your faith deepening your understanding, activating belief today, will you just let the Lord Jesus who is alive do what is best for you today and make a difference in you? Jesus is alive. Jesus loves us. And Jesus still works miracles. Lord, may your will be done today. May you do a work this afternoon in people's hearts. May this evening when people lay their head on the pillow, Lord, may you just do a work. And may people get to the place where they realize that without question, Jesus is alive, Jesus loves us, and Jesus still works miracles. May all glory go to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand and sing our closing song. And ushers, will you come forth for the offering?